You're about to enter the world of on the cusp. The intense language used here requires that you put your brain in pause, place your watch next to the microwave, and experience a different level of mind diffusion. Now sit down, grab your coffee, buckle up, and enjoy what is about to happen and coming your way. What you are listening to is on the cusp. Take a swig of that Texas it's a little whiskey. Toast. Stuff. It's a little toast. It's to you. A That's toast. the only I, time I don't. Oh, nice. What, I, should I get my Should I get my tequila? Yeah. Ready? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's Are see what you taking, have. Like, yeah. Taking shots in between. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. What are you drinking for tequila? No, I just have a um, this coffee. That's okay, that's not tequila. It's early morning, and I just have a little shot of a. Um, I'll probably ask Earl to give me some, some tequila to throw it in there later on. Let's okay. Know. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get started. First of all, Mo, I wanted to give an update, like a very okay. short update to our listeners. First of all, I think we, I want to say, we want to say thank you to everyone that is listening to us. And I think there's only like five, believe it or not, we went from three to five listeners in one week. Awesome. That is amazing. It's just too bad that Nancy's not here to, not here to hear that. I thought we had like 500 uh, up to our 500 listener last week or something like that. Those are the ones that we pay for. Ah, okay. (laughs) So we have listeners, obviously, in North America. That is where the majority of our listeners come from. It's got to be like three of them. And then we have listeners in in Europe and Africa. Now, that's for the last episode. And then if we look at, at all of our episodes... We actually, the U.S. continues to be, or North America, because that includes Canada and Mexico, uh, that's 71% of our listeners. And then coming in on number two, uh, Europe with 21%, and then we have Asia with 14, no, with 2%, Africa uh, with a couple of downloads, South America is fighting with with Africa as far as listeners, because we have we just have a few uh, downloads also from South Africa, but Oceania, which includes Australia and New Zealand, we have quite a few uh, listeners there. I think that's because of Ranji. So Ranji, uh, thanks for everything that you're doing down there. In any case, uh, let's go ahead and continue. So that was the update that I wanted to, to, to give. And okay. uh, again, I want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Okay, today we have a, we're going to do a, a short interview. I, I guess I got to say full disclosure, right, Alex, because you're yes. my sister. Yes. But Mo, there's a, quite a few things that we want to talk about today that have to do with health. One of them is going to be basically, we'll talk about it later on. But uh, Alex, why don't we go ahead and, and, and you introduce yourself and then we'll continue. Huh? Absolutely. So like Raymond mentioned, I am one of his nine other siblings. It's 10 of us in our family. I am fourth youngest. I am the prettiest one. Full disclosure. 
<laughs> no, I'm. My name is Alejandra Flores Jordan. I am a registered nurse. I have been a hospice uh, nurse for the past seven years. Previous to that, I have a. I worked in emergency medicine, so it's quite a drastic change. But Raymond asked me if I could come into your podcast and kind of talk a little bit about the uh, challenges that we've been having with um, our hospice uh, system now with the COVID. So hopefully we'll make it an interesting topic and see how it goes. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Welcome. And uh, Alex, we don't have to disclose everything about our, you know. Well, segments. just so. the, the positive stuff. Just the positive. Not everything. You want to give me trust trouble. Me. We're not going to get into the down and dirty and, you know, all the family dynamics that are happening currently, but all the positive stuff. Just stuff that we can you know well if you want to disclose stuff then let's start there she's married to a guy from oh. argentina oh god why <laughs> kind of like uh argentinians are you know what i'll stop there mom you mean, I better stop you mean there. your brother-in-law right your brother-in-law my right? brother-in-law yeah he's just a guy from argentina is that <laughs> <laughs> i think that that that's enough that's enough yeah right there <laughs> the, i don't even know He's a real Argentinian, though. He doesn't like soccer, so his barbecues are always burning. So that's just a little bit of information out there. But mm. it's kind of like me. I can't drink uh, tequila. So you're not a real Mexican. Anyway, well. okay. So Alejandra, uh, one of the things that we want to learn, or that uh, that we want to talk about today, is basically, first of all, what is a hospice? Right. Okay. So basically, hospice is a um, is a covered benefit for those who have Medicare and Medi-Cal is basically reserved for those with end of life issues. When they have a pathophysiology, say for instance, um, a cancer, a kidney disease, or any type of illness that's in its terminal stages, basically this is when they come to hospice, or this is when either a physician says, we've done everything, say for instance, intervention-wise medically, to try to treat your disease and basically there's no really it, we have a really poor outcome so at this point the family and the physicians decide to seek hospice care where you have no more medical interventions or aggressive medical interventions that is and they come to us and we try to give them more of a quality of life comfort care at home or wherever it is that they decide to take their loved one to. so you just said that a a doctor decides this, right? Is there a case where they make a mistake and, and actually, you know, it's not that it can happen that is not really terminal and, and, and the patient may get better at some point or something is discovered, a medicine where they say, oh my gosh, we, we, we did this, we tried this medicine and on, on this patient and now it's getting better. That's actually a really, really good question. So we have had cases where patients are referred to hospice and believe it or not, it's, it doesn't happen a lot of times, but um, in some cases we suddenly start reducing some of the medications or they take away some of the medications that they were previously taking for their disease process and they do improve. They do improve. And the thing with hospice is when they, once they are um, referred to hospice, we have them for the first 90 days. So they go into certification periods. So they come to us 90 days after we see how the disease is progressing. Are they improving? Are they worsening? Do we need to keep them on service? And there are cases where they do improve. 
where they do improve. So they have to go back and continue with their primary care physician because the disease process didn't take a turn for the worst. Does that explain? Is it a little bit complicated? No, that's good. Yeah. When the doctor makes a decision to, to go forward, right? Yeah. Well, remember, doctors basically go based on previous facts of the disease. They can't just say, oh, based on, you know, for instance, a cancer. We are Cancers are pretty straightforward. I mean, it's hard to say this, but when you have a terminal cancer patient, you already have symptom, symptoms that show, say, for instance, end of stage disease. For instance, they if, if it's a geoblastoma, for instance, you know, it's a brain cancer. Those are pretty hard to come back from. So that's a pretty 100% hospice patients. We know that the end stages will be death, basically. But when you have, say, for instance, a patient who has Alzheimer's, you know, Alzheimer's, Patients do have end of life symptoms such as lack of walking. They're no longer able to get up. They're not able to do their activities of daily living. So those are all symptoms that show that this patient is in its terminal Alzheimer illness because there are stages to Alzheimer's. So they refer them to hospice. They come to us. They're non-ambulatory. They can't get up. But all of a sudden you start reducing some of these medications and all of a sudden you start to see improvements. So then you wonder, is it the... Let me stop you there. You just said that, are you saying that uh, when they have Alzheimer's, they forget to walk? Absolutely. They do forget to walk. Because remember, it's the plaques and tangles in the brain that start to diminish their ability to continue with their motor functions. But sometimes you also wonder, well, is it that or is it all the medications that they were on? So it's kind of like a two-edged sword. So sometimes they come to us with a multitude of medications from their neurologist, from the cardiologist. And when they're in hospice, we try to focus a lot in comfort measures mostly. So based on our medical directors, they started to look at the medications, which ones can we start eliminating, which ones are more of a risk versus benefit. And we noticed that once we start reducing some of those medications, some of these patients actually start to become a little bit more alert and oriented. So we start thinking, hmm, Perhaps they're not ready to continue in hospice services. Perhaps we can now upgrade them back to their physician. So we do have those cases. That's curious that you said that. Do the doctors that prescribe all this medication, are they interested when is it, when you give them feedback that, hey, this patient actually did better uh, once all that was reduced? You know what I mean? Do they take that in account or are they only looking at their little piece of the puzzle of the treatment plan for that particular patient? I don't want to say that uh, physicians are not interested. It's very complicated because once a physician refers a patient to hospice, the family has the choice to keep that primary care physician. However, not all uh, primary care physicians will follow a patient through hospice. A primary care physician may say, you know, now that they're in hospice, go ahead and use the hospice physician to take care of this patient. I don't know. I may be wrong. It just seemed to me like uh, I always thought whenever you hear somebody was in hospice, that was basically like, okay, there's no turning back. This is just making them comfortable before they pass. Is that true? Is there like long-term hospice or? There is, that's a good question, Mo. So there is every patient. It's on a patient yeah. by patient basis. We have hospice patients, for instance, yesterday I admitted a patient into hospice and this patient, just based on the symptoms, based on my experience, he is critical. He is eminent. And I would say within the next couple of days, probably this patient is going to yeah, pass on. Yeah. 
And then we have hospice patients that are, they meet the hospice criteria, meaning that six month or less based on statistics mm. that the physician can kind of foresee that this patient may not last more than six yeah. months, but they're stable. They're talking, they're alert and oriented. They're not having any type of respiratory issues, no cardiac issues. They're still able to basically have a normal conversation like you yeah. and I, but they do have a terminal illness. They're like a stage five kidney disease, which qualifies them to hospice, or they may have like, for instance, a, um, a cancer, but it's like a chronic cancer. So those patients will stay with us for, for yeah. some time. Okay. When you guys accept a, a patient, right? Are the families, are they responsible for the hospice? Or is that something where also insurances cover 50%, 60%, 70%? No, 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 no. So no, no, no. So the hospice benefit is covered 100% either by Medicare and or Medi-Cal. This is if you do qualify for either one of those, which most of our hospice patients will have one or the What other. were those? What were the options? Medicare or? Medicare and Medi-Cal. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, but if let's, let's, you, you talked about kidney, right? Or you talk about cancer. So mm -hmm. if the person is, is of working age, they're not going to be in either one of them. They're probably going to well, have yes. private insurance. You are 100% correct. But then when it comes to hospice, so even private insurance will cover it. The only time that the insurance will not cover it is if a patient doesn't have insurance, it's not insured. And at that point, we have our social services department, most hospice, all hospices do. And they will try to find resources for them to find either emergency Medi-Cal if they qualify or, or some other type of um, insurance coverage. Most Americans hopefully will be able to access some form of insurance to cover for hospice. But hospice is a covered benefit, at least it is in California. It, where you work at the hospice, right? There's other nurses, there's other doctors. So how do you guys yes. Yes. maintain yourselves detached from, from what happens to the patient's? Cause that's gotta be tough. Right. So that's a good question. I think I don't want to say that you become desensitized because there's no such thing as a desensitization, but I think we also need to understand hospice is a beautiful, I think premise that um, we started to implement. It's something that kind of opens the conversation for families. And I think it's important for us to like break the taboo of end of life care. I would say for most of the healthcare workers, whether you're in hospice, emergency medicine, cardiac, regardless of the um, specialty, you're always going to see death. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this is what we do. We do nothing but end of life care. I don't want to say that you become desensitized, but you become kind of used to it. And you start to see it as a hospice nurse. And at least for me, I start to see it more of a part of life. Yeah. You have two things. You have birth and then you have the end of life yeah. care. And if you're able to have an open conversation, I think, with your family members, I think this is true for all of us and say, this is how I want, you know, if I ever have, say, for instance, a neurological disease, if I have an accident where I'm not able to speak for myself, I would love for my brothers, sisters, my husband, my wife to respect my end of life wishes. Mm -hmm. I, and that changes. That changes all the time. There's something interesting you know? that you said. I'm wondering if it's because of end of life that it's different. You know, my, so my wife, my wife's an RN and when she graduated, she was, you know, oh, I want to work, you know, neonatal care, yeah. ICU. So she's like neonatal ICU and was ready to take on the world and save the world. And 
I can see like each each infant that they lost that even if they did everything right it was starting to kind of eat away at her you know what I mean and and she moved into labor and delivery and it was a, it was interesting conversation she told me she had with one of the nurses who had been there for years and she was like oh don't worry you know Tanya she was really every time uh, uh, one of those babies would pass it really started to impact her and the nurse told her don't worry, you know, you'll get used to it. And she's like, no, I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to get used to yeah. it, but I think it's totally different. Even though you, you said similar things, I think if it's an end of life, like if somebody lives 90 years, you know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. their end of life, it's totally different, I think, than, than a child who has not even had a chance to experience life. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Do you find that that was there, Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. It's totally different, but it's so like I said, when I when when it's end of life, you're like, okay, that's almost like a um, I don't know, a, a more controlled end of life versus you know, an infant that hadn't had a chance to take the first step. I see what you're you know what I mean. I see it. I completely agree with what you're saying. Like I mentioned, we have different hospice patients coming into mm -hmm. us. And I will tell you, when we have a hospice patient, say, for instance, who is a 23-year-old patient, just started yeah. living, was just diagnosed with this horrible stage four cancer, it's different than when you have a hospice patient who's 95 years old, Alzheimer's, unable to ambulate. This 93-year-old has already lived, you yeah. know, yeah. his or her yeah. life versus the 23. So I'll be honest with you, when we have those 23 uh, Euro cases, a 30 year old cases, a single mothers with four children that are still babies. Yeah. You know, those are really tough yeah. cases for us. Yeah. Those are because we're human beings. We're realistic. Exactly. And I can understand for your wife. I, I could never do pediatrics. Yeah. We have had cases where they ask, can you guys admit we don't do pediatric yeah. cases because those are so tough, you know, and they just I think it's a different uh, medical intervention, a different dynamic yeah. because it, they're just starting their lives. Those are really tough yeah. cases. I mean, I have to say, um, for I, a very minimal percentage have been like uh, under the age yeah. of 30, but those yeah. have been the toughest cases in my seven years of hospice, yeah. the younger so ones. I think she did like two years of neonatal and was like, okay, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. She did labor yeah. delivery for years. Strong, strong nurses. Yeah. Strong nurses. I don't, I mean, there you have to have pediatric yeah. nurses, neonatal nurses, ICU nurses. So those are really tough, and I, I I don't I don't see myself ever getting used yeah. to that. I just couldn't. Yeah. So, but Mo, by the way, just a side note, we should talk to your wife also, and maybe make uh, yes. an interview with her at some point. It depends um, on the topic, and she'll talk. It depends on yeah. the topic too. We might have to. I might have to have that have that whiskey in a side room so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think I'll, it's I'll interesting I'll, I'll jump on remote no no it she you know what i think one of the things that's been that has been more that has come out uh in this pandemic is is the nurses you know yeah because they're the ones that you know and, and nothing against doctors no there's nothing against us they have to go from one patient to another to another because they got so many patients right that they got to take care of and then you have the nurses that are the ones that actually have to care, like not only at the medical level, but in some cases, kind of like at the personal level, because they have the time to, to take care of them. I, I, at least that's the way that I see it, that the nurses are the ones that are, are like taking care of the patients at different levels, 
they got because they can take the time to to talk to the patient. I think I don't know if if I'm right or wrong, Alejandra, but I would say yes, yes and no. Um, I think this pandemic has presented quite a few challenges for a lot of the healthcare workers. You know, you have had um, it's been a roller coaster. There's been so many staff shortages all across all of the specialties, you know, for hospice nurses, skilled nursing facility nurses, home health care nurses, you know, because there are so many different variations, so many things that have been going on now with COVID, you know, you have personal beliefs, you have new guidelines from CMS, from OSHA. So it's mm -hmm. presented quite a, quite a challenge, I think, for nurses. So with that being said, right now, you know, like, um, hospital ratio nurses was like, one nurse for two ICU patients, where now it's like one nurse to sometimes four ICU patients. So you don't have that time that you had before to tend to patients like you did in the past. So COVID has presented quite a bit of a challenge. But I think we're kind of, well, now with the Omicron, I think we're going to see, I don't know. I don't want to say anything, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But yes. I think it'll spike again, honestly. I think so too i think january will show us what yeah, yeah still, what is happening out there we still have too many people that don't believe that think it's all make believe like there's this giant hoax going on so you're gonna get me started ramon i'm trying to i'm trying to be good on this no i'm yeah. with you it's, i'm with you 100 it's so frustrating <laughs> it, just talking to people talking to co-workers and hearing this denial you know like everybody's making this up and then you know it just you know it kind of throws in the face of nurses like yourself and, and my wife who deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis. And then to have people who don't have that information, don't are not searching out the, the information's out there. It's not like everybody's hiding COVID, you know what I mean? But it's, it's just. And it's, it's interesting. Cause we even see, I'm not sure about your wife, but there's also that hesitation of, to vaccinate yourself within the healthcare community. Yeah. You have nurses. Not many doctors, but there are a few you know, healthcare providers that are still not that. And, and I, I do have waiting. to say have that that okay, what what you just said, Alex, the, mm -hmm. the the when you hear that the health community does not want to get the vaccine, very that, minimal it's small amount. It's a small it's percentage. A very yeah. small percentage. It's a small percentage. It's but a, that small percentage yeah. makes a and you hear it in the news. Yeah, the, the, uh, some nurses, some 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 people in the health community, they're being fired because they're not getting the jab. So that causes also hesitation amongst other people, lay people that say, hold on one second. If they're not getting the vaccine, they know mm -hmm. more than I do because they're no, in the health within the health community. Ramon, I would, I would Ramon that's yeah. that's ignorance and searching for your one solution. Mm -hmm. oh, if a hundred nurses. If 99 nurses get the shot and one doesn't, and I focus on that one and go, aha, that's somebody looking. Think think about it when they first talked about what was the first, what was the and that single nurse will make the headlines. And that or no, that exactly single health I mean. person will make the headline. And that's then the I'm people saying. that are it's, skeptical will say, hmm, there's the health community not getting vaccinated. I agree exactly, with you. But they're labeling one. There's, you know, there's outliers and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it's just, I'm sorry. I'm talking. I'm, Alex, I'm, no, what's your opinion on this? <laughs> I think it's, it, you know, we as nurses, we need to go back to basics. 
it's like we know that vaccines work. We know that vaccines have eradicated so many different, well, not many, but a lot of diseases. So we know the basis. We need to take that science that we know of and utilize it to try to educate others rather than do the opposite. And bottom line, that's it. We need to, we know herd immunity works. We know how it works. So, But but you have people who couldn't pass middle school science right now believing that non-immunity <laughs> is what is what's going not doing anything is going to make it like magically disappear because I, I can tell you every time i have not met a single anti-vaxxer give me a medical reason why they don't take it it's always based on what they don't know it's not based on the science that scientists doctors nurses are 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 using and giving for guidance mm-hmm. to take it it's always, well, I don't know what's going to happen 20 years from now. I don't know this. You know what I mean? It's never been, I'm not taking it because, or unless they have, you know, legit medical reasons, but your average mm-hmm. person that's not taking it is usually because some politician on some news channel told them not to take it or somebody on radio told them not to take it. Not a doctor. You know, I've never heard a doctor told me not to take this vaccine. You know right. what I mean? But but you're right. But it's just that, you know, if somebody doesn't want to take it or have fear, they'll look for that one person out there that says they're not going to take it. And aha. Yeah, but I'm not taking it. You know? I, I, I don't disagree with you. But here's the thing. The government doesn't help. And and you can see that in, in the flights. And I, 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 I think we're segueing away from hospice. So I bear with me for Sorry, a second. Yeah. Yeah, COVID's a whole topic. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll I know, away. I know. But I'm going to go away from COVID. It, it, it's more like the stupidity, and I'm going to say stupidity, and, and you guys may disagree with me, but you get on a plane, and they make you wear a mask, and then you're in the middle of the flight, and then they say, would you like to have some coffee, and would you like to have some pretzels, which, oh my gosh, that's a different topic. So as long as you're drinking your coffee, as long as you're eating your pretzels, you can take your mask off. I don't. I don't understand the point, though. Are you saying so I'm getting to my point? I'm getting to okay. my. I'm getting to my point. Okay. So, if you if if you're eating in the uh-huh. plane, you can take your mask off. But if you're not eating, you have to put your mask back on again. And that's kind of like that's the the direction or the directive that the the airlines have gotten from the government. So that if you're eating, apparently uh, the virus has to take a break and not infect you. But if you're not eating, you have to put your mask back on, back on because then the virus is going to hit you. And uh-huh. that is exactly what it what it that is exactly the point that the guy that was wearing panties was trying to make at the United Airlines. That I, if you're wearing yeah. if you're wearing panties and you're not drinking. But- you have to wear your panties on, but if you're not, then you can have your drink. Raymond, I think that's just like one small observation that you're making. But I think we're looking at, we're not, we're, we need to look at the big picture, which is number one, vaccination. So we need to look at, that's just like one of the things with COVID. Yes. Should we wear an N94? Should we wear an N95? Should it just be a surgical mask? Should we wear it in like in close spaces? Do we need to? So yes, I understand that. And that could be subjective information, but you also need to have a little bit of um, research done on that. We already know that if you're like 
sneezing, the mask will protect you, even a surgical mask. So if you can wear the mask for the most part, that would be great. But I understand your point. And I have had that conversation also with a lot of my healthcare, you know, professional friends, whatever you call it. And we all kind of come to a consensus that yes, what you're saying kind of makes sense. You walk into a restaurant, you have your mask on, but the minute you have the food in front of you, you take yeah. it off. Yeah. And, and yes, it happens I, in restaurants too. The, so the, the no, virus can so only Ramon, hit you if you're walking, not if you're sitting. So Ramon, that, that's just searching restaurant. for the negative. Are you saying we shouldn't wear a mask at all then? No, the I'm saying uh, what I said initially, that the government and their uh, directives or rules uh, add to the confusion of what you should be doing to, um, to, 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 to keep everyone healthy. It's confusion within the within within the CDC or or whoever is giving these directives. If, okay, if, I'm, if I'm you say ideas. if you I'm say, gonna... for example, you gotta wear your mask all the time, then I'm sorry, you have to wear your mask all, all the time. It shouldn't be that you can take your mask on uh to uh to eat because then you're still safe. Now, I have seen people that continually eat and not only drink a cup of coffee and put the mask on. But in the airplane, and I'm more, you travel probably three times, like I said last time, three times more than I do on airplanes. You live in airplanes, by the way. And if you look at people around you, they will bring uh, food on purpose to eat the whole flight so that they can keep their mask off. I, I get that. You Again, again, we're, we're looking at the outliers, though. But I, I would rather yeah. there be a mask mandate than not. Just common sense. Exactly. If, if I get on an elevator and there's three people in the elevator with me and they start coughing, I have more protection. See, I think a lot, I think where the, the, a lot of confusion is people looking at the mask as a protective device versus a restrict restricting the spread of COVID. Cause if you, if you look at it like this, I, I, and I ask people the elevator when people, when people say, I don't understand why we wear this mask. It's not going to protect me from this. I'm not going to protect me from that. I said, no, the, the ultimate goal is to slow the spread. So if, if Minimize, four of us exactly. are in, a, in an elevator and you cough, I read, and I don't know if you have it or not, I'd rather you have a mask on. That's going to slow the spread. People who are anti-maskers act like there's this magical device in front of their face that's not going to cause the spread. I had a conversation with, uh, it was a coworker, I won't put him on blast, but he was struggling with, I don't understand these masks don't protect us and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, let's just break it down. In a That's me, sense. Mo. You can say it. But no. So let me, <laughs> I said, let me break it down as simple as I can. Let's pretend you go back to babies. When you, when you, when you're, when you're, when your child was an infant, right. You put a diaper on them. Right. And what was the goal? Not to protect them from baby shit flying on them. It's for, for I protect, like that analogy. It's to protect. <laughs> So let's pretend baby, baby, uh, baby, mm -hmm. you know, number two was the virus. Anything yeah. coming out of the baby was a virus. So the government come out and says, put diapers on your babies to prevent the spread. And, and so when you think about that, when you think you put a diaper on the baby, it's not protecting the baby from other stuff. It's not letting that stuff get anywhere. It, it's it's so sometimes you got to break it down to the simplest form to get people to get it, because that person generally was like, I don't understand. I don't understand why 
you're vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask. I'm not vaccinated. You know, and, and, and it's and I and I told him, I said, it's like saying I'm potty trained, so I don't need a diaper. <laughs> you're not potty trained. You need a diaper. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It, it just, seriously, it just sorry. That's I, I know we're supposed to be talking about harvest. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Alex, I no, apologize. no, no. No, I think you. I, I think uh, we're, that's a really good. Analogy. I think at this point, we're far away from hospice, <laughs> and we can't go back there anymore. We can bring it back. We, we can, can bring, bring it back. back. We can bring it back. We can bring, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think that's that's a really good point you bring, Mo. I think that um, it's really hard as a nurse because I do get a lot of um, families asking, Alex, what do you think of this? And you know, you have your own beliefs, but I think it's very basic, like Mo said. It's best practices. We already know how the virus spreads. So by just minimizing that spread, wear a freaking mask. Just wear a mask, get the vaccine. And then if you have religious beliefs, personal beliefs, that's secondary. Yeah. Comes, It just goes back to basic. Get vaccinated, just wear a mask. I understand that there are some variations of how it could potentially spread when you're in a yeah. restaurant, when you're in open space, but just... Yeah. wear a mask and if you really don't want to wear a mask and you don't want to get vaccinated then you need to unfortunately go to another country where there are no mandates what the heck i'm sorry I, no, just oh, kidding. wow <laughs> that was no, wait a <laughs> hold on you can edit that you can no, edit, I'm not that. Gonna edit that. that did you get the, did you get me clapping on that no Paul, we, we didn't get the clap. clap. you um, were too far away mo because the thing is i hate hate wearing masks you're right i do and, too and I'm but i wear it all the time it's uncomfortable i hate wearing a seat belt but i know i should i know I should. you know what i mean i wear my seat belt but i'm it's it's certain i don't know it, it's but you know what you know what honestly you can tell by you can tell how good or how comfortable someone grew up and how how guaranteed their rights are and have never been taken away by the by the fewer of i've had i've heard people screaming you've taken away my constitutional rights by making me wear a mask i was like wow you've had a good life if that's the first time you've been your rights have been stepped on to wear mm -hmm. something to wear a mask it's been you've had a good life you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah um it's reveal it's very revealing this thing has revealed a lot about it people, is. it know? does but you still have to respect the people that do not that, that they say and it could be a religious like you said alex uh the right to say i don't i don't want to i don't want to get vaccinated it's the risk it's right true. it's not risking you because you have the vaccine it, it so is risking me it is risking how me. because the more that spread it we can't get in talk we can't get on top of this until the, the they're gonna die screaming. they're gonna die no, because no, they're gonna get I'm the virus that's, that's, that's exactly what spreading. what biden said it's going to be a, a winter of death okay. and despair. Let's go back to basics. We don't Let's have go back the, to the vaccine. Let's go back to basics. Ten people walking around, one person walking around with a, and, and just slinging shit in the air. Yeah. Well, you gonna look at that person like, no, mm -hmm. you, you know, when when my coworker and I'm, we're in the training room and he's telling me he's unvaccinated and he mm -hmm. travels a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just looking like, yo, immediately I'm like, what? And 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 it was. I'm just gonna ride this out and wait for the wave to go down. And I said, you, "You're part of the wave. You were part you're of vaccinated, Mo. That's I, not the point. I'm vaccinated. That's not the point. It's not. It's not. You, we can still get it, even though we're vaccinated. You know so, what I mean? We're better protected. We're better protected. 
You know what I mean? I, I, but here's the thing. I totally agree. That's you know, the conundrum right there. Here's the thing. If you don't want to take it, you don't want to take, they ought to make a state. They ought to take like Alabama and just say, this is all you unav- unvaccinated Trump. No, I won't get into that. Oh, anyway, here we go. You know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here we go. Look and see. It's political. It's not a personal rights issue. It's a political thing. I don't think it's political. If you look at the political affiliation mm-hmm. of who's unvaccinated and who's not unvaccinated, it's not even a question with, with uh, the percentages of who's vaccinated and who's not. It's not even close. If you look at registered voters, who's vaccinated, we can pull. We need to have a topic on that. And who's just who's, uh, who's vaccinated? It's not even close. No, I mean, the registered voters who are un- unvaccinated versus vaccinated. It's not even close who, who's getting vaccinated, who's not. And that's why I'm like, it's a shame. Anybody, I don't care what side of political spectrum you're on. If you're listening to a politician or radio or some extremist radio guy, radio talking head, or your medical advice, that 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 says another thing right there. You know, why would you listen to the radio over a doctor? You know what I mean? And it's a shame that it has become so political. But but look, I'm not talking. I'm I'm not talking politics. Politics. I'm talking medical. I'm talking about the medical community. Uh, uh, cardiologists, people that know what the hell they're talking about, mm-hmm. they are also questioning. Who though? I'll like, send you. The, like I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. What, what is going on with the government in proposing <laughs> those those mandates? But Ramon, all you need to do if somebody's searching to back what they believe, they'll find the one needle in a yeah, haystack that's spinning what they want to hear. Yeah. That's just like saying I'm gonna go. I, I find some satanic religion that less than one percent of the population believe in i go nope look at this person they are a religious leader they're finding somebody who's going to tell them what they want to hear we can google that right now you know what i mean it's very i think i think we all kind of have to come to this one generalized agreement that if we don't reach herd immunity this virus is going to continue to mutate it's going to continue to mutate we're not going to get a good handle on it and it's become global. But, so, so I'm it's, glad you it, say that because it is not yeah. political. Because, and I say this because of uh, because yes. of this, the reason uh, if if it was political, but it has become. It would not be happening in other countries. There oh. are there are other countries in the world where their citizens do not trust the information that they're getting from their cust- from from their customers from their government. So they don't want to take the jab. And and you can't tell me that there's Republicans in 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 France or or in Germany. They're I'm they're not Republicans for I'm sure. Not, so it's not this, I'm talking it's about not United political. States. No, but I'm te- I'm telling you that if this was political, we would only have this issue in the U.S. But it's not. It's worldwide. There's a lot of people in the world that do not want to get the vaccine. It's lack of information. It's lack of education. So it's a little combination of everything. But here in the state, it has. It has become political. I'm going to say that it's lack. So you have a lot of different. I'm going to say that it's confusing information from the governments that they give their uh, their citizens, and that's what adds to the skepticism of of getting the vaccine because things have changed a lot. I think also the United States. Everyone looks up to the United States in that for information, I think, because we're supposed to be like a superpower nation. So I think a lot of these countries also look at our confusion. Yeah. Yep. 
of like various opinions. And based on that, they were like, well, maybe we shouldn't get the vaccine. And there's a lot of variations. You also have, for instance, in um, countries that don't have access to the vaccine. I We know people that come from Mexico to the States just to get the vaccine because yeah. they're waiting in line for months and months and months. So it's a combination of very, you know, of different things, you know, why they haven't been back. Yeah. So I think United States, we need, we have a responsibility as a nation to make it very clear. Okay, guys, A, B, C, D, get the vaccine. You know, what are the things that we need to do to reach herd immunity? Yeah. And I know you mentioned the CDC, you know, they are our governing bodies to give information. They don't even know what. Yep. Exactly. But we're putting I'm saying they don't even know because it's such a new virus. We can't ex- we we hold them accountable to like give us information tomorrow. What's going on with the Omicron? How long is it going to last? So there is so much pressure on the CDC to give information on an expedited form that they just come out with different things that they can revert back to. And then you have to hold them accountable for Fauci. Yeah. It's like he gives information as we go along. We don't know what's going to happen with Omicron. We don't know if it's just going to be like uh, symptomatic, like cold type symptoms, because it's so new. Exactly. So we need to kind of lay back. But then they shouldn't make blanket so we, statements. It's like, you should say, we're learning, we're, we're learning about the virus, but don't come and tell me it's going to take 15 days to flatten the curve. And then, oh, once you have two vaccines, then you're going to be considered fully vaccinated. And then but, six months later, Ramon, it, it doesn't mean that. If it's a new virus, they adjust. Here's the thing. Here's here's they what certain exactly. parties want you to do. They want you to focus your anger on the CDC and not deal with exactly. what's going on. But I'm not talking great. about that parties. Is, that's I'm, puppet, I'm not no, talking. No, that's puppet. That's puppet politics, Ramon. No, get you to focus. Get you to focus on the wrong thing, which is criticizing the people who are trying to to eradicate this. They focus on that, and you're mad at Fauci. I'm like. None of these people know Fauci personally, and you think he's trying to do something negative to the country? But no, they'll get if you listen to radio, Fauci this, Fauci that. They want to criticize the person who is trying. What I'm saying is that they add to the skepticism. They add to it. So, so Ramon, I don't think it's a coincidence that 60 percent of registered Republicans are unvaccinated. 17 percent of Democrats are unvaccinated. Those are numbers. Yeah, that's not that's not mm-hmm. making stuff up. That's that's not skepticism. That's falling along political. But lines. shouldn't it be a hundred percent of Democrats if you if you make it political? No, no, no. Shouldn't a hundred percent of Democrats be vaccinated? Robots. There's there's ignorance on both right. sides, and not everybody's robots. Though. So it's, it's just not political. No, no, no. Oh my, sixty. So you think it's a coincidence that sixty percent? No, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, no, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think so, there there are there are certain. Um, how should I put it? Again, I'm going to go back to the word skepticism. There are Democrats that are skeptic about the vaccine or the not the vaccine, the information that is being given to them by the government. And not only in this country, in other countries. And there's also a lot more Republicans that are uh, uh, concerned about the information that is coming to them. So, right? so, so the solution is to not get vaccinated. You no, think I didn't say that. Improve? No, no, no. I'm just personally, I'm asking you. Do you think not vaccinated, getting vaccinated is going to make the situation better or worse? I think that the people that a lot of the people that do not want to get the vaccine, they believe that they have better, better immunity because they have natural, uh, they have a better Mm -hmm. immune system because they were already 
uh, so, so infected with a virus. They know it better than doctors and scientists. The per, the 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 average person knows no, vaccine science no, better. No, than I'm, I'm not saying that. Because I'm you're saying, saying they think. Yeah, and, and, and there are also there are also doctors that are giving them that information. Because they're, I'll give you the guys ones, the links. But I'm saying they're finding the kooks out there. They're finding the very edges of 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 medical and science to find someone who says just like remember when uh who was. Who were those doctors that were promoting that? Um, oh, I can't even remember the first that medicine, and they were standing on the steps, and they were like, "Oh, look at all these doctors!" And come to find out, it was like, "Oh, chiropractors yes, 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 it was no, just ridiculous." But the the problem is, all they they don't jump, they don't then say, "Oh, well, let me look at science." They follow the next. What's the next kooky conspiracy that's going to come up that I can follow? It's amazing. If they want to find crazy, they're going to find crazy. That's all it is. Yeah. You know? If they find something wild, bleach. Let me let me let me try bleach. Let me try ultra. They're going to find the crazy if they're looking for it. That's all. <laughs> we just need to go back to common sense, guys, I think. Thank when you. it comes to this virus. That's it. Just basic common sense. We know what has worked in the past. We know what's going to work now. Let's leave all the politics. I know that there are some cases where they can't get vaccinated for medical reasons, but overall, we can all reach, I think, herd immunity. If we just start yeah. stick to common sense. That's it. Well, we need 66%. I think that was the last uh, R not number. Dr. Reach herd Peter McCulloch, he's a uh, cardiologist. A research the guy. Okay, Raymond. One doctor. One doctor. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me go find more then. No, that's what I'm saying though. But see, Ramon, you go find the one crazy one on that'll 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 disagree. I don't think he's crazy. But I, I mean if you find crazy. one, you'll find you'll you'll find one, you'll find one astron, you know. Um, no, we can I, I can know. find more. I can definitely no, but find what more. I mean is you I gotta go more. find I can people. find five more. You're, How about what five? I'm your regular, your average doctor, 99% of the doctors out there are going to go, yeah, you know what? Vaccines work. You know, polio vaccine worked. And then, but you, but I guarantee you, there was people back then. I don't know about this newfangled vaccine stuff, polio, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in that. I'm, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It worked. You know what I'm saying? So he's I'm, not against the vaccine. I think he's, uh, he's more uh, talking about there's different approaches to, to the pandemic. He doesn't, he's not against the vaccine. Now, me, at the very beginning of the vaccine, before all of this became political, my first thing was like, okay, if I want to continue working, if I want to continue travel, I, I need to get the vaccine. And I and I did that because it was more about me being safe out there in, in the field. There okay? you go. You so that was my that is, decision that, that I made. That's it. Now, if somebody comes to me and says, yeah. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to get the vaccine. Uh, then, then it's like, okay, don't get the vaccine because it's not going to affect me unless I wasn't told the complete truth about the vaccines. So I feel safe having taken the vaccine, having taken, I think I'm on my eighth booster right now. So I'm pretty safe. I think on, on, on that part, if somebody doesn't take the vaccine, then it's on them. Right. Wait, so 
it, you, it, you no, but something. it's not just on them though, because yeah. they're it, they're they are preventing us to reach that exactly. herd immunity. That ultimately, it's going to benefit everybody. everybody. But whether everybody. whether everybody. you're whether he takes the vaccine or not, aren't you already safe if you already took the vaccine? Keep saying you is it's a one on one thing. <laughs> exactly, it keeps it's rotating, exactly. and then you get the you get you get all these different Delta and Omicron. It's gonna keep. It's gonna stay. It's not going to magically disappear. But who says that? But who says that the new variant is going to be a, uh, 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 or that your vaccine is going to be safe against the new variant? The fact that there's a new variant stresses mm-hmm. even more to get vaccinated. It's such a basic common sense. Like, I may have lost the knee, but I have an eighth booster but, already. So, because look, look, I look at it like this when I talk to people, the, the crazy conspiracy people that are always oh, I, I was sitting there when I got my car. Um, I was taking my car in for routine maintenance and you had a guy in there and he was doing the whole I'm a wolf. I'm not a sheep. I'm not getting this vaccine. You know, they put chips in it to listen to you. And I just like <laughs> those people. It doesn't matter what you tell them. There's a there's a stupidity bar that they're not going to reach. So you just got to just hope they're part of the percentage that we reach heard before they because they're not going to get it. Yeah. If you truly believe that people are, are injecting microchips in a, a vaccine, you don't need a microchip. Everybody's got a cell phone and CIA. Anybody can track anything they want. But to think like, let's just let's just take let's yeah. just take it as if it was true. The amount of money it would take to put microchips in a liquid to get injected into people. They've been watching, they've been watching too many Marvel <laughs> movies. And so everything in me, I was trying I was trying to I was trying to bring common sense to him because, you know, I was going to be like, do you realize Obviously, he didn't take the shot. But when you get it, they draw it from a little vial. And so magically, that person, because here in Tampa, it was a uh, uh, it was not it was a reserve. It was a reserve person that just drew it out of there. And I was like, magically, they got that microchip that first time through a needle, then injected into me. And it's magically you can't trace it. But somebody on the other side of the country can track exactly where I'm at. Like, if you believe that, there's no point in even talking to someone like that. They're too far gone. You know what I mean? They've been watching too many superhero movies. You know what I'm then saying? Let's, just- let's talk about something different then, because I, I think I, I may... We, we will no, stop talking. Just we, <laughs> we can stop talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Alex. You're going to get my blood pressure. Man. I need you. <laughs> And I'm I'm trying not take another to, shot of that whiskey. Look, I I don't even know why we ended yeah. up with this. I I it was not in the plans to talk about COVID yeah. at all, except in 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 reference to how has uh, <laughs> how has COVID changed? Uh, you, you know your brother. <laughs> but, you know your brother. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you. He chuckled when he typed COVID <laughs> on the topic. Top explaining. He yeah. chuckled as he typed that. I guarantee. Yes. You. Yes. Like, how can I squeeze this? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. What are the keywords to get Mo triggered? I know that's what it was. Well, okay. It worked, Mo. It worked. There we go. Alex, can you can you teach us something about Botox before I start with the next topic? Because we need to talk about Botox. Oh my goodness. That's 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 a little bit uh, far away from hospice, but okay. It's a neuromodulator. It's going to basically freeze your muscles so that you don't have that movement. But why are we talking about Botox? Yeah. And in normal life, I think men and uh-huh. women nowadays. You're segueing from 
hospice to Botox. <laughs> this is interesting. Where are we going? <laughs> I got to stop this somehow because, geez. Okay. So anyway, so people, people in general, women, men and women, they use Botox to kind of like look younger. Is that correct? Yeah, it kind of freezes some facial expression, especially like your 11s, some, you know, around the eyes, the lateral aspects of the eyes, so that you don't frown. So you want to look at the premise of hospice. Yeah. So you you kind of want to look younger, give a younger look. You want to look younger. Exactly. And 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 looking younger means maybe looking a, a little bit better looking, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so it's all about cosmetic. yeah, cosmetic yeah, exactly. Look so I, looking younger. Yeah, so we want to touch on that. The goal is to look closer and closer to the Kardashians, whichever one of the Kardashians. So it doesn't matter. There you go for women. Anyway. So uh, and that's what we wanted. To, that's what uh, I, I wanted to discuss because there is this uh, article from the AP News that came out early in December. And the mm-hmm. uh, the headline says, dozens of camels barred from Saudi beauty contest over Botox. What? Right? They're, in, camels. they're injecting the camels? That seems to be the issue. Was this a competition in Florida? <laughs> no, it would have been, been a different topic if it was in Florida. <laughs> Oh, oh, we'll get to four. Botox. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I'll, I'll read part of it and then we'll stop. Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest, their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contestants. So I could stop that right there and start asking. Wait, they're having yes. beauty contest of the prettiest camel. Exactly. Did I read that right? Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> yes. And and this is not a joke. This is for real. There's apparently a beauty contest. And I don't know if they put the camels on bikinis or or what they do, uh, but they have this beauty contest on, on, on camels. And these camel contestants have received Botox injections over artificial touch-ups or other artificial touch-ups. The state-run Saudi press agency reported Wednesday that with over 40 camels have been disqualified from this annual pageant. So imagine the level of, I don't know how much Botox is being used with them. Oh, wow. uh, I'm looking at the second paragraph where it says the breeders of the most beautiful camels compete for 66 million in prize money. Oh, there you go. I would be... So I'm sorry, my camel's getting touched up. Uh, we got a lot of women saying that right now. <laughs> Jeez, 66 million is a prize. You better believe I'm doing like the whole thing to that camel. So, he's getting a BBL, he's getting lip injection, he's getting a full makeover now and female camels. Both, I'm looking now, or is it just female? Uh, they're not, they, it's camels. But here's the thing how do you judge someone to be a beautiful camel? Oh, look, no, it says jurors decide whether the winner, jurors decide the winner based on the shape of the camel's head, neck, humps, dress, and postures. Oh, okay. Okay, but but don't they do that like with dogs here in the U.S.? Don't they do like a, do, a it's I not a beauty contest. And it's not 66 million on the line, you know what I mean? I know. I mean, I'm going to go out and buy a camel myself later today. Wow. That's incredible. 
This is ridiculous. Where's Pia? Oh, wait, this is in Saudi Arabia, yeah, right? That ain't going in there. Oh, they ain't going there to there protest. You <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to protest what? Okay. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, we don't have time. Wow. Wow. So, is this like a yearly competition? This is an annual uh, competition. Yeah, Seems yeah. like this yeah. year. Annual, yeah. annual wow. They've discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips of the and then end noses of camels, used hormones to boost their beats muscles, I don't beasts muscles, injected camels' head with, and lips with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts no. with rubber bands. Oh my gosh. And used no. fillers to relax their faces. Wow. That's they literally they okay this whole you know what? I don't know. It's flawed. They got everything backwards. So Botox is not going to fill, first of all. It's going to freeze the face. So that's that's a discrepancy right there. And but there are fillers, right? That, yeah, but hold on. Where did you get that? Where did you read that part, Raymond? It's on the third. Uh, what what it paragraph? This year, authorities discovered. This year, authorities. Okay, here it says, use hormones to boost beast muscle. Okay, hormones do that. Injected camel's heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. That's erroneous. That's not true. That's Juvederm. That, those are fillers. So whoever wrote this got it backwards. And then inflated body parts with rubber bands and use fillers to relax. So Botox relaxes the faces, not fillers. So they got that. Backwards. What is a rubber band doing to a body? Do they use that in humans too? Well, when you have a hemorrhoid off topic, they usually put what? a, uh, yeah, it inflates. Yeah, it eventually Wait, will become they stuff necrotic. Rubber no band in your load. butt? They do if you have hemorrhoids. The the uh, the whole thing is to prevent the blood flow from going to it, so that if the skin dies and eventually the hemorrhoids. Will How fall. do they stuff the so rubber I bands in in you? Did they just stick them inside? They use a little uh, a little uh, tool. They if you have an external or internal depends. But let's see here. Inflated body parts with rubber bands. Yeah, that's what I wow. mean. They stuff. That's dangerous. Hold on. They stuff. They just say, I'm going to stick this rubber band up your butt, and then it's going to kill one. How did I know Ramona was going to circle back to that as soon as she said it? Wait, Wait. no. She said it. She's the one saying <laughs> know, they, stuff, talking, they stuff rubber talking, bands in your butt. She said it in a medical term. You went back like, wait a minute. <laughs> are we talking about the camel or the, the hemorrhoids? <laughs> Uh, I'm, talk, I'm talking the about the, the I'm talking about the hemorrhoids. How does stuffing a, a a rubber band in your butt going to kill hemorrhoids? Well, no. If you have external hemorrhoids, they're outside of the rectum. So all they do is they put a rubber band around oh. the hemorrhoids. So they strangulate okay. it. Okay. They strangulate the hemorrhoids. Well, and after it just I took like, it oh. as you said, they stuff a rubber. Never mind. That's no. a Florida man story. Don't get too, cr yeah. don't get too creative. <laughs> Florida man story. <laughs> Hey, um, oh, next next uh, next uh, article we're going to read. A man tries to stop <laughs> rubber bands up the three rings. But 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 seriously, Mo, this is like uh, this is animal animal abuse, right? This is clearly yeah. it I has to be animal so. abuse. I would say so. yes, but you got to remember where it's going down. There's no, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. No regulations, yeah, no animal protection yeah, acts, nothing. 
It's pretty. You know, sad. That's a good point. Out there protesting the rubber bands on the on the camels. So I mean, that's a good point. PETA should be all over this, but they're not. They're not going to be on this. And look at the last the last uh, heading that it says there. Camel breeding is a multi-million dollar industry, obviously $66 million, uh, and similar events take place across the region. So it's not just an annual event. It happens several times. So imagine, I mean, I got to get into Botox. Better yeah, buy some Botox uh, uh, shares. Yeah. Botox is expensive, though. It's like 100 units of Botox is $700. And it would they probably, to inject those lips, mm. That's 100 units. They must have used like for just for the bottom lip, like four bottles. Wait, no, 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 no. That's those are fillers. Botox. They used it for for the express. They must have used like I would say ten thousand dollars worth of injectables. Oh Combination of both Botox and hyaluronic acids, which are the injectables to uh, inflate. That's a lot I of mean, money. But for sixty six million, it pales in comparison to the price they're going to. I mean, but someone has to, someone has to say, okay, dude, you, you got, you can't do that. You cannot do it's that. It's pretty sad. It's really sad. But you know what? We're all being hypocritical if we're meat lovers. Huh? Because they're just injecting stuff. If we, we if we eat meat, uh -huh. they're killing tons of animals. So let's not. Let's not get into that. Let's not eat. Nah. No. That's another topic. So you're telling me you're vegan? I'm trying to, but it's so hard with this Argentinian husband of mine who does, eats nothing but meat. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. But that's an interesting topping. Poor camels. Back to I know it's it's sad, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, Mo, I I don't know if you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. The, let me start with, with this here. Alex, can. Yes. I, I'm kind of glad we have a nurse here right now. Sure. Can Use someone get athletes, athletes foot. From sucking on a toe. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? Athletes? Are you talking about the Florida man story? Yes. What? Can you give me like a little so, uh, introduction? Let me read it. I did the last one. Let me read this one. Yes, please, Mo. Hold yes, on. Flipper. Let me make sure. I hadn't looked at it yet. So, uh, all right. Florida man story. So, a, Flor okay. a Florida man claims to have woken up on Christmas Eve by a home intruder sucking on his toes. Oh. The unnamed 20-year-old man in Bradenton, Florida, told police that he was soundly asleep when the sensation of a man sucking on his... Wait, how does he know if it was a man or a woman? But anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs> the sensation of a man sucking on his toes snapped him out of his slumber. Uh, the burglary where... The smoking gun... Uh, police, res replete, police responding to reports of a burglary were the first to be told details of the bizarre incident. The victim asked the sus suspect what he was doing and told him that he didn't have any money. The suspect told him he was there to suck his toes. <laughs> so how do you have it? Imagine that. Oh my you, oh. You're sleeping. You wake Please. up because someone's sucking your toes. And then you start having a conversation with the guy sucking your toes. Like, hey man, why are you sucking my toes? Right, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, it gets it gets better. The man apparently did not appreciate the fact that his toes were unexpectedly lodged in a stranger's mouth. Responded with a violent barrage that brought the toe sucking to a halt and forced the intruder away from the house. The victim, <laughs> wow. the victim proceeded to punch the suspect in the mouth and force him out of the bedroom outside into the yard. While he, wow. while he was forcing him out, the suspect told the victim that he had a gun and then attempted. Oh, man. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm on. 
Oh my! What? This is not real. This is not uh, real. So I, I'm telling you, if you have you ever played the Florida Man story? Okay, no. so this is the Florida Man story. Typical. What you want to do is oh my God. take your birthday and Google uh-huh. Florida Man and your date of your birth, and I guarantee you there'll be a hilarious story in a newspaper about something a Florida man did. That's a, that's a game that actually wow. goes around where you type in the, the birthday. And Mo, you didn't read the whole, uh, uh, no, I couldn't. We're going to be adding sponsors to this program. We can't be, we can't, I can't. You're right. <laughs> Unless it's like Tanakton. Look, look, Tanakton, my sponsors. <laughs> 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 So what is it going back? What's your question for? What, yeah, I don't know. What's the question? Do you, can you get? I, yeah. Yeah, so basically that. the assailant, right? The perpetrator, yeah. uh-huh. the toe sucking perpetrator. You don't know if the victim had athlete's foot. The fact that the perpetrator was sucking ah. his toes. Yeah. Could he potentially get athlete's foot? Well, hmm. I'm not a nurse. That's an interesting. Well, he can get. He can probably get hand, foot, and mouth disease because he did have his Literally. mouth in his foot. Oh my god! Which is a virus. Yeah. yeah. But Ramon, yeah. I'm, so he's definitely looking into. Yeah. I mean, I'm he is sucking he, all that cheese out of. But you know, between the toe. Oh God! Number, number oh. one. Okay, wait. We need. Okay, listen. <laughs> hold on. Oh. Number one. If you're, if this guy, let's go back to the to the the perpetrator. He's probably not processing the potential diseases from the toe. If you're willing to break into somebody you don't know's house, climb in their bed and suck on their toes, factoring in health is is not on the it's top not of on the things. So you got he's, he's got other things to tend but to. But you got to worry about these people, right? It's like guys. It, okay, yeah. I I understand that you got a fetish. Yeah. But you're gonna get sick. I mean. You're not going to get coronavirus, but you're going to get something else. Uh, and so it's not only, not, not, not only. He was, he was. Alex, let's the, do this. The, let's do this. Let's see. Type in your, your, your birth month and day <laughs> and then Florida okay. man in Google. That's all you got to do. You don't have to put year, just put month, day, Florida man. There's no way. Florida man. Let's see. June 15th. Florida man flew to Chicago to cut up ex-girlfriend's man's penis. What? There's no way. Type in, type in your husband's birthday. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is getting fun, guys. Oh my goodness. Well, I didn't know that, bro. I did not know this. Oh my goodness. This is insane. This is Florida man got arrested, caught on video using samurai sword. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh. <laughs> Samurai swords to fight over a wheelbarrow. No. <laughs> you can't, I can't oh. make this up. I can't make this up. Oh. So, so when I first moved here, so um, my mom, who lives in Kansas, she, I, I think she thought like Florida was the same, just a visual, you know, okay, we live in Florida. So normally, she would hear something and, you know, the real, the real curious, uh, the real ones would, would reach CNN or, or the new national news. And she's like, I heard this happen in Florida. I was like, mom, just ignore it. It's a crazy state. You know, even the, the county next to me, half of those stories. 
Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. It's a it, that's usually a game. Like in Florida, we we I, I remember uh I was at a dental show and we just started typing in everybody's birthday. And I said, every day you put, there's gonna be something <laughs> crazy. A Florida man. Is this real? It's real. Yes. Look, if you read the article. Wow. That is insane. Oh, it froze. Oh, there it is. That's insane. Yeah. So back back to your toe sucking story. Is a perpetrator the sucker and the one that uh that was sucking with the sucky? It's the sucker uh, and the sucky. Yeah, yeah. The sucker and the sucking. So I think the sucky, the one that was doing the sucking, probably was looking for a job, just forgot to apply and just went straight for it. Because he was looking for money, correct? He was trying to get money out of this. I think that's how the story yeah. started. Yeah. No, I don't think he wanted money. I think he was just sleeping. So, no, but the, I think the guy was hoping to get a job by sucking toes. So the question is, was the sucker the employer? And does he owe him any money for sucking the toes? Wait, what? Let's see. No, no, no. No, no, no. He was just he was just being it says here the victim asked the suspect what he was doing. Uh oh, you're right. Did not have anything to do with money. Okay. 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 I, I misread. You're right. I thought he was looking for a job, sucking toes. Okay. Never mind. Uh, I don't think he wants a job way. sucking toes. I I think he just wanted to break in and and make it exciting for himself to to do that. All right. So I just I just googled uh, Florida man in my birthday, and this was kind of a kind of a smart Florida man. Florida man accused of using Kool Aid packets to steal nearly one thousand dollars in walmart purchase uh, merchandise so so the guy so the guy bought uh let me see how many packets of (laughs) oh so he bought a hundred packets of kool-aid at 24 cents each and went to the self scanning (laughs) and was scanning the kool-aid package that was he was loading up all this expensive uh all these expensive items. Oh <laughs> That's crazy. So total of he spent a total of $24.44, but the value of the items taken was $994. <laughs> well, in California, it's below $950, so there wouldn't have been an issue. Mm-mm-mm. He could have just walked away without mm. without a problem because that's a misdemeanor. So he should have done that in California. So why why do you guys have so many cuckoo people in Florida? Do you think it's the air, the ocean? Um, what do you guys? Too many people from California are moving to Florida. I don't think yeah. so. I disagree. Yeah. I think it's just California, yeah. New York. Yeah, it's it's a definite. Um, the not Northeast people born and raised in Florida, mm-hmm. but usually it's not California. It's usually the Northeast. You got Boston, New York. That's right. Come down. Just kind of like yep. making their way down. All work their way mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Alabama, Could Georgia. The- yeah. Wow. Crazy. Okay. But yeah. So so if you're ever at a if you ever at a party and you want to start some small talk and everybody's kind of quiet, I like that. just say, hey guys, why don't let's we play the Florida? Let's play the Florida <laughs> man story. That's a good Let's well, Give me your like birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, that is last one. I'm sorry. So on yeah. my birthday, on my birthday, 20, 2018, 
Florida man arrested for throwing adult toy on the field on the Monday night football game in Buffalo. So that's. Wait, that's, but that was in friend. Buffalo. That, that's no, not in Florida. No, no, he went to the game in oh. Buffalo. <laughs> so legit Florida man. So we're exporting people now to other states. They're spreading the Florida love. That is so crazy. I thought it only, it's only Florida men when it happens in Florida, not when it happens in other state. In other state is like well, some time, person. Well, most of the time it's in that county over by you, man. So Yeah, it is, Alex. It happens mostly by me over here. Well, okay, fun. guys, I think we're done for the day. All right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, we got a little bit of hospice information there, but maybe we can invite Mo's wife and we can kind of just kind of, you know, have a good conversation between. That would be good. Yeah. yeah, that would be good having you two with, with the expertise and me and Ramon just kind of. I don't know anything. Well, <laughs> you and Ramon can just bring in Florida. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you guys statements from five doctors that oh, disagree and that yeah, they they themselves say, hey, there's other options out there. It does not have to be the vaccine. I can find you. An I would astronomer. say save yourself while you're ahead, Raymond. I'm going to find you an astronomer that believes in flat earth, Ramon. Okay. Hey, I'm going to find one. Well, I mean, you just look at ivermectin, for example. Everybody, everybody, everyone stepped all over ivermectin and, and not realizing that actual doctors are, are prescribing this, that people are not just going out there and getting ivermectin. That's another part. They right? were. But huh? here's the thing. They, they, distrust, <laughs> they distrust the vaccine, but they'll go get horse medicine. You it's know not I mean? horse medicine when it's uh, prescribed by a doctor. But who I'm okay, never mind. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go find I found one person who said the sky. Do you know that countries, is, uh other countries are using ivermectin at ivermectin ivermectin as a as a drug to treat COVID? So it's not like a yes. as a reactionary as a reactionary measure. So therefore, once you get COVID, if you get tested, if you have not infected yeah. 10 or 15 other people. Then we'll go get our ivermectin instead of let's all get the vaccine and eradicate this thing. Exactly. It's backwards, statement. It's bod- it's backwards logic, Ramon. I'll, 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 I'll show you. I'll show I'm you not going to get this vaccine, but when I do get COVID, I'm going to run and go scramble and get this medicine for it to treat. No, it's, it's, it's about people don't want the vaccine because they were already infected and they say there's no need for me to get the vaccine because... I have natural That's immunity false statement. That's another false statement. My dad, my dad was in ICU for three days. Mm-hmm. He um, volunteered, volunteered for testing at the University of Arizona. They tested him every single Monday after he recovered from COVID. Mm-hmm. He had antibodies for six months and they disappeared. And then he got the, mm-hmm. the vaccine. So people, it's it's always people talking. It's not doctors saying, "Oh, once you have it, you never have to worry about it again. You got immunity." That's not that's not necessarily true because you have people who have lost those antibodies. They no longer yeah. have them. So I mean, it's I'm like, I, I'm uh, do you, sorry. That's I just, the same thing I happens think, when yeah. you have the no, vaccine. No, no, I, I, Raymond, I agree with I agree with both of you. I think it's just um, going back to. We're not going to know what work, what would work best. We're still learning whether it's an antiparasitic like ivermectin or it's an anti-malaria like hydroxychloroquine. 
convalescent plasma? Is it the combination? Is it vitamin D? We don't know until we're kind of fine tuning right now what works best. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what's most important, get the vaccine. Go to basics, get the vaccine, protect yourself, stop the damn spread. And then after we can figure things out, which we are doing right now. Good. On that it's note, just, that's it. Huh? Certain political parties are doing it more. So there you go. Percentage. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. anyway, I think we're gonna say goodbye for today. All right. Yeah, All right. this thank was a good this was thank a good call. Joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I just between, just between, since it's full disclosure, between, I think you just used me for my hospice information to talk about either your COVID or Florida man, one of the two. What do you think? It was that? a segue to I get mean, into I that. Yes. I, I, like yeah, I said, I, I think, think he so. was writing the talk because I'm looking at the topics and it's like, there's two COVID I words on there. I know he chuckled when he wrote that. You know what I mean? Mo, the uh, next episode is going to be COVID free. No more COVID. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm okay. And let, let's see who's going to bring it up first. We'll see. All Because right. I wasn't bring planning. Your, yeah. Bring, bring your, your five doctors, Ramon. Yes. Okay. With incredible yeah. data, if you want to. Yeah. Legit, legit data. Legit data. Backed up, peer reviewed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Double blind. Yeah. All that good. Not stuff. a chiropractor. Right. Not <laughs> a chiropractor. Like, a, I mean, they're good. They serve a purpose, but they're not. They didn't go to school for, you know. Oh, you just made an enemy of all the chiropractors out there. No, no, no. All, no, all I'm saying no, is no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not but an expert. But you have people that are neither not expert, am I. You know. But if we're going to talk COVID. I didn't say chiropractor. Bring epidemiologists. Bring immunologists. Bring people who actually know the science. Yep. Real. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 All right. Good. Uh, hey, I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us today. I think it's five. We said five listeners now. We have five listeners. Well, we want to thank Alex for being here with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Alex, for spending the time with us. And um, if anyone wants to visit our uh, webpage, you can see all of our podcasts or all of our episodes there. Uh, you can go to onthecusp.app. And we're there. We're also uh, will be in the different channels. We're already on Apple Podcasts. We're already on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Overcast, Castro, Pocket Cast, Pandora, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podchaser, Podchaser Podcasts, Static, uh, Deezer, and we're also you can also listen to us on Audible. Anyway, thank you guys for everything, and uh, I will talk to you. We will talk to you later, huh? Maybe we can do this again. Have a great day. Have a good, right. good one. Thanks, guys. Mo, thanks Thank a lot. For joining us. And Nancy, right. we missed you, man. We missed you today. So maybe she'll be with us the next time. Okay. Bye, All guys. Right. Bye, bye bye. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye. Be safe. Be safe. Bye.